woman on the screen is my colleague Paige Holden. Uh, she sits in New York and is one of our firm's top Twitter trainers. Um, and the Can way that, that <laughs> top Twitter <laughs> trainer, I, you know what, I've done this, uh, this is my fifth time now between two weeks ago and now I can say top Twitter trainer really fast. Um, so what, uh, what we decided to do for this, um, for this event was have Paige on a webinar in from New York because she's very, very good at this and I'm all about having the best person uh, give the information. So, um, so Paige, now we have the intermediate group here. And uh, I think it's a lot of people. <laughs> so sorry about that interview. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you switch with me? Here. No, 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 you're fine. Are you, go ahead. Are you yeah, sure? So you're leaving. Go ahead, do that. I'm sorry, Paige, we have a couple. Um, and we can see Paige, but she can't see us, so I'm going to explain what we're laughing about. Paige, there's, yeah, there's, uh, there's two chairs that are about a foot shorter than the other chairs. <laughs> so there's a couple of people not quite reaching the table. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're going to jump in because we're trying to keep everybody on schedule. In this breakout session, we're going to learn about Twitter and its application for corporate real estate. Um, Paige ha is, like I said, is one of our top trainers, and also she has worked extensively with RTKL, so she knows this industry well, and she knows how this tool is relevant to corporate real estate. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Paige. Thanks, Margie. Um, you know, Okay, and Paige, let me do a quick poll here. How many people are on Twitter or know about Twitter in the room? Because I think some of you might have gone to the intermediate group because of your LinkedIn knowledge. Hands again? Sorry. I know of it. So, uh, yeah, okay. Paige, there's about half the crowd who has no experience, so we'll probably still have to go through the basics. Okay, great. Okay. Um, 
It's becoming increasingly more popular. Consumers are on it. Professionals are on it. Brands are on it. Businesses are on it. So just the population that's getting involved in Twitter is important. But going back into the news breaking on Twitter, in any industry, um, what we're finding is that news reports are rippling through the people on Twitter before it even gets to the general media. And to give you an example of that, when the plane crashed in the Hudson River, the news broke on Twitter. It was discussed by everybody on Twitter. And it was actually dead. It was dead, dead in the water as a conversation by the time the general media really got a handle on what was going on. So um, that's how fast things are flying around. And I think, I think in this day and age, as social networking gets more important, it's important for professionals and for their businesses to be aware of the undercurrent of what's going on, what people are talking about. So that's one reason why Twitter matters. Another reason why Twitter matters is because as people have gotten more engaged on it, several new uses for the tool have emerged. We're seeing a lot of companies start to use it to um, engage customers. So customer service is, is a great application of the tool. JetBlue does this very, very well. I'm sure that all of you spend a lot of time in airports, as uh, Margie let me know. So um, I know that you probably get pretty frustrated when a flight is delayed. Now, if you tweet to JetBlue, uh, you know, why is my flight delayed? And you give them a flight number, they will get right back to you and tell you what's going on, why it's delayed, where you can hang out at the airport, and other useful tips uh, to kind of help you navigate, you know, mitigate that um, that bad time. And Paige, I want to jump in real quick. In one of our other sessions that came up, people were saying, you know, well, this has direct implications for corporate real estate because if you're a building owner, or like say you own a mall and something happens in the mall, you could have a Twitter, if you have planned ahead of time, you could have a Twitter feed established and that, you know, so that the people in the mall can follow it, people who regularly shop in the mall can follow it. Now, granted, people are only going to follow it by choice. It's not a tried and true, not everyone is going to get the message, but it's a way to get a message out very, very fast to say, you know, event going on in the mall, you know, or, you know, both on a positive and a negative. You know, you could use it as part of your crisis communication strategy for if there is an unfortunate event. You could use it as part of a promotional strategy of a way to send out promotions to anyone in the mall, you know, and you can extrapolate to other property types as well. If you have a corporate campus and you want to have a feed that people could follow about property management issues and that sort of thing. So there's, in the way that JetBlue is using it for their airline customers, there's also implications, I think, specifically specifically to this industry or you know I see your name tag from Northern Trust I mean there'd be there there are implications to a lot of different industries either in corporate real estate or or otherwise I think that it's it's incumbent upon all of us to think about to extrapolate and we're at the beginning of this you know how could this be used for our business and it's a matter of being creative and looking around on Twitter and saying okay I, I can see that you know, this is, and here's a way that, here's a business problem that I have, and this is how I'm going to help solve it using this. So. That's a really great point, and I, I really like the point you made about it being new to, to corporate real estate because it is so new. It's a blank slate right now. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to you how you want to use it and how you want to evolve it because Twitter is whatever you want to make it. And Margie makes a great point about communication. Twitter got really popular a few years back when. Um, I'm sure you all remember the San Diego wildfires, and uh, they didn't have a way to, to communicate to people fast enough and, um, about you know which areas were impacted, where to go for help, and a group emerged on Twitter that started to educate the public in that area and tell them where they could go, where it was safe, which hospitals were open, and so on and so forth. 
And that really put Twitter on the map for uh, for the government, for uh, federal aid, and, and eventually um, the general public and all the people that are using it now. Paige, why don't you demonstrate a tweet so that people can see exactly how fast it, it actually goes? Sure. For, the, so for those I'm in the room who don't use it. Go ahead and, um, as Marty said, we're, you know, we're going to do a tweet. There are four functions of Twitter. One is a, a straightforward tweet, which I'm going to do right now. That's Twitter glossary. Characters to say whatever you want. <laughs> Did you get me? The other okay. is um, what we call an app reply. So go into that, an RT, and there is nothing. So I'm going to go ahead and do a straightforward So this message that we can see Paige typing live is going to go out to anyone who follows her on Twitter. So you just sign up for people to follow, like our organization? Uh, that's, it's a good question. Um, you sign up to follow certain people and other people sign up to follow you. Many, you because you get notified, many times it's mutual, but other times, it, it, but it doesn't have to be. Like there are people who follow me who I don't follow because I can tell that like there's a lot of people in my profile I have the word real estate and so there's a lot of residential real estate brokers who choose to follow me I don't need to see their updates you know I really don't need to know what the market is like in suburban Toronto I just I don't need to get that news every day um, but they're welcome to follow me like I don't block them they're welcome to see my updates if it's relevant to them but so they follow me if it's useful to them they keep doing it but I don't necessarily I can choose to follow them I get a little note and and you get a little note from Twitter when someone starts to follow you so you can choose to go and look at them and say oh that looks interesting maybe I should follow them as well or you can look at them and say eh, you know that's nice that they're following me but you know it's maybe not a person that and, I need to and follow. you get this note on your laptop, it, on your um, I get it in my email because I send they, it I have said Twitter send me an email when someone starts to follow me and you can turn that on or off Mm -hmm. Lately, I've been contemplating turning it off because I've been getting a lot of new followers, and it's a little um, annoying mm -hmm. <laughs> getting mm -hmm. uh, 10 emails a day that I have a new follower. Paige, do you keep that on or off? I do keep it on because yeah. I just like to know right away, um, you know, who's following me. I, I, you know, I, I, I follow all the people. I follow 566 people right now, <laughs> um, and some of them I really, I mean, most of them. Some of them I really, really admire, and so if they follow me back, it's one of those things I want to know right away, and it gets into the whole twice thing that I'm going to talk about. When somebody I really, really respect in my industry um, follows me, I immediately, uh, I immediately send them a direct message, which is just a tweet that is shared between two people um, semi-privately, and we'll get into that. Um, I immediately tweet back and say, you know, I'm honored. Thanks so much for following me. So I... You know, I like to keep track of it. It's, it's personal preference, though, because you can always go into, so this is the number, so I follow 566 people, and I have 600, I think that's the 694 people that follow me, so I can go and click on that number, and I can see, I can see all the people that, that have jumped on board, and then I can decide whether or not I want to follow them back. But to get to my point, this, this gentleman right here, T. Jeffrey, I I have been following him for months and months, and I and I truly respect him, and so he just followed me today, and I, you know, emailed him right back, and said thank you so much. So that is something I would want to know right away. 
And Paige, did you email him or did you direct message him? I'm sorry, I direct message him. <laughs> That's and one of the main. Twitter so much, it's, it's, it's blending with email. <laughs> right. Is there a search function within Twitter? So you're in the industry, you mm-hmm. know certain thought leaders, and you want to know if they're on Twitter. Can you search Twitter for their names and find out? Is that how it works? That's a great question. Did you catch that, Paige? Can I search for people that I know are on Twitter? Well, for a specific person, like, specific um, person. yeah, let, let's say I want to know if Scott Openlander is on Twitter. Could I could I search for Scott? You can, and actually, Twitter has gotten really good with this function. It, it's something that wasn't working when Twitter initially started, and now it's working very well. Um, so let's say I wanted to follow Margie Sweeney, which I do, but let's say I wanted to find mm-hmm. her. Um, one thing you could do is look in your handout, if you want to do it the old school way. <laughs> because at the end of your handout, we've actually included a list of suggested follows that are in this industry. I'm sorry. Could not find. I am put She put Martin. There we go. Um, so you, there's, um, we've actually just for ease of use in this handout, you'll see this page that has a lot of uh, colorful icons on it. Those are sort of beginning people who we suggest that you can begin following if you're just jumping into Twitter and you're in the corporate real estate industry. But there's there are several other, you know, that's just a, a very, very tip of the iceberg way to look at it. You know, Paige is going to go into a couple ways to find, to not only to find specific people like she did me, and that you could extrapolate to any name of people who you enjoy, but also to just by category. And some of the individuals here, were they ones mm-hmm. that... How did you come across them initially? Um, you know, it, it's kind of it's it's a hodgepodge to be honest with you. These are these are mostly people that that I follow and that Paige you the, and that Paige found doing a Twello search. So, Paige, if we want to transition into Twello, this is probably a good time to do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, so how do you find people that you want to follow who are in your industry? Well, there's uh, Twello, and just like it sounds, the yellow book for Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to the main industry. And what Twello does is it aggregates uh, all sorts of Twitter handles what people, and, and their profiles, and then it, um, it splits them into categories based on what the things that they're tweeting about and the things that are in their bio. So we can scroll down here, we can find um, construction and buildings. Which they also put architecture under, for those of you who are interested. And, and you could run, you could look for the same category under corporate real estate or real estate, you know, just it's, it's alphabetical. You know, whatever. We're using this one because it's alphabetically friendly to keeping this moving along. Exactly. So here you have all the people that are involved in construction and building. And you can click on architecture. It's, it's you know, I work with RTKL, and so this is an area that I would scout out pretty heavily. Um, and all you, you can click on here is architecture news. So that's something that possibly. I would be interested in. So I can click on their icon and I can find out what they've been tweeting about here to see if it's relevant to what I want to talk about, what I want to learn about. And if it is, I just hit this follow icon right here. I'm actually already following them. But I put that there and it would set me up and I would start following them. And so I go through for my own um, for my own strategy is to communicate with retail professionals, real estate professionals, HR professionals, uh, social media, PR professionals. So usually on a monthly basis, I, I, I go through Twello and 
see if anyone new has popped up that I don't, I don't have yet. Okay, real quick, did that answer your question? I think it did. Yeah. Just a follow-up question. I saw the profile there. Is it like Facebook in the sense that you double-click on, on profile and they'll tell about the individual's background so you know the credibility of that person? More or less. Yes. What you'll get, hang on, what you'll get is, for example, you'll see, like, you click on my profile, this is what you would see. So you would see right here I have, you know, public relations exec, retail, HR, those, those are my fees, so to speak. Um, this actually brings a good point. I have a couple personal, benign personal things. Social media and the nature of social media is to be, it's to humanize a brand. It's to put a personality to your name, um, which makes people relate to you better. And it's easier to do business, as you know. It's easier to do business, you know, with a smile and a handshake than it is to stranger on the phone. So um, but, uh, any kind of social media function is going to try to do that. But with Twitter, my suggestion is that you keep it mainly professional and have a, a couple benign things about your personality that people can relate to. So mine is sports and the network. That just makes me, makes me human. All right, Paige, we've been given the five-minute warning again. My God, it goes by so fast. I know. <laughs> Another question. Yeah, it, it seems like it's less of a conversation. You're talking about following or follow, you know, follow. So you're, you're posting, like, some statement that you want to say, and people can read it. Mm -hmm. But so it's, I, I, I'm just kind of getting the disconnect with how you, you don't really have a conversation with, Hmm. That's, a, that's a really good question. Paige, do you want to explain kind of how the how you move from just putting information out there to actually having a conversation with people? Absolutely. So as you get engaged on Twitter and you start to read people's tweets and you're tweeting and you're getting comfortable with it, we have a function called the at reply. And what that is, is at sign, no space, let's say Margie Sweeney. And what that, what that's signaling to Twitter is, I want to speak with Margie Sweeney directly. It's still public, it's still public, most people can still see it, but I'm going to call Margie out <laughs> and send her a note that's specific to her. It's going to post directly to her, and what will happen with Margie is she'll get, in this column that we just said that we told him to say at Margie Sweeney, she'll get my note, it's also in the public feed, and, and, she, and I have initiated a conversation with her. So if I click on this area, you can see that I've been having conversations with a variety of people on Twitter. So you can, so essentially you have a public, con it's, it's as, as if Paige and I were in a room having a conversation with each other, but the other people in the room were welcome to join it at any time. So kind of like, if you picture it as a big cocktail party, kind of, you know, and if we wanted to have a private conversation, we would direct message each other, because that would be like going into a separate room, you know, where other people were not welcome in our conversation. And I think, you know, within a, a lot of the people, we have a, about a 30-person firm, and all the people in our firm follow each other, and many times we'll have conversations amongst ourselves that are public to the world. You know, it really is okay for other people to hear the conversations where we will debate topics about public relations or social media and that sort of thing. And we'll have other people join in who are interested in that conversation. You know, now, granted, some of our clients and, and some of the other people that we follow won't necessarily join in because maybe the topics of public relations or social media aren't as relevant to their business. But an, another example is, like, I'll have a conversation with, um, recently I've had a lot of conversations between myself and Jay Rickey, who's the former publisher of the Illinois Real Estate Journal, but he's now in Maryland running a commercial real estate news service, and David Bodemer who's the editor of Retail Traffic. And the three of us will like banter on Twitter. And it's really fun. And fun and informational. I mean, we're talking about what is ICSC gonna be like this year and things like that. Well, so, 
Why would I use this as opposed to Facebook? Because it virtually to me is the same thing, but you're just limited to you're limited to less verbiage. I mean, I, I have conversations on Facebook. I've mm -hmm. I, I posted, you know, should I get Comcast versus DirecTV, and I'll get 30 responses on each, and then I can have individual conversations based on that, mm -hmm. and it's a little less, um, you know, I can determine what's private and what's public. Mm -hmm. And I basically get the same, you know, if utilized correctly, you can still leverage the same kind of information, so I'm still not understanding why the, the hoopla over Twitter mm -hmm. when it's exactly the same thing. And then you're like, I got a tweet, I got a Facebook, I got a LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. and then it becomes overbearing because you've got uh -huh. like six outlets and they all kind of do the same thing. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm wondering if it's rather generational. Like, I mm -hmm. I have completely, like, on, I totally will not go on Facebook. I mean, my kids are there, they're 21, they're 24, <laughs> and it's like, it seems like a young person's thing. And I know that that's changed and that's evolved. Mm -hmm. And and so Twitter to me feels and I, and I haven't done it, but I would be more comfortable doing Twitter than starting on Facebook because Facebook evolved as such a young person and like having parents on Facebook was like oh. I understand. I mean, and, and being on both, we always thought being in that. MySpace was the young, it's evolved. Yeah, MySpace, MySpace oh, is really, really for the kids. Yeah. Uh -huh. Facebook, more adults are getting yeah, on it. Professionals are using LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Right. And then Twitter just came out of nowhere and we're like, well, who's on it? We don't know what, right. what right. category is, is on Twitter. Mm -hmm. right. That's a but great. I see more and more adults on Facebook as opposed to, oh, and yeah. the kids are on MySpace. But so I, okay. I think they're a little different. I, it seems Twitter is more, um, yeah. It's more topical, mm -hmm. per se. I mean, that's the main purpose. Yeah. Your body like, language is saying buttoned up. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. uh, you're like leaning back into your tie. Well, Facebook, yeah. does the same, <laughs> Facebook does the same thing. I mean, you have different it, groups it, that'll, that'll put out. Facebook to me is more social. This is more, you know, this is more for professional. Like there's a sale at Target right now yeah. on these. you got to get them today. Uh, or I, I saw a great article on this topic. I'm in this industry. I saw this great article, and then you people start responding and you know mm -hmm. it's, it's they seem I mean you're right they're all similar in some ways but I think I don't know well, I think that's I mean, a great question think I think the question is you know, are their, some forums better for certain information yeah. than others yeah. and mm -hmm. how do you decide what you're going to do Paige I'll, I'll let you take that one with a brief setup is that in general our firm recommends that in a business to business environment you focus on other tools besides Facebook first and that, that, that Facebook, because it has evolved as a personal tool. Oh, Dan's going to kill me. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're needing to make this a wrap. Okay. But, okay, um, Paige, five more questions. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Paige, do you want to wrap this all up by answering that question and then pulling us into, uh, into the transition to the next breakout session? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I'll quickly answer that question, as Marky said. I think Facebook is, has a more personal application. I think that's how it started, and I don't think it has the same um,
that LinkedIn's trying to do that now with those updates because most of the conversations happening on Twitter are very industry specific and related to very specific audiences. As I said, you can make it out of it whatever you want. So on that note, I think they all have a valuable purpose, any kind of communication strategy about what you are comfortable with and what's 